Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. All right, what's up, guys? It is time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here, as well as our special guests, Charles and Lalo. What's up, guys? Hey, Lots of things happening this week. Uh, All right, so let's get to the uh, official prep. Let's bring it up here so we can all see it uh, in its glory here. All right. We're still in mass for another week, by the way. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're just doing that just because it's like the weird tail end of Omicron, and we know it's getting like 50 times better, but... I hear you, man. It just, it just, it's just yeah. how it is, yeah. Yep, uh, yeah. better safe than sorry these days, right? Well, I know how much how much our listeners um, were really wanting to see my face. <laughs> yeah. I know how much they Your were face. just They probably about think it's it. an improvement. They were thinking... They're like, you know, just yeah. keep the mask on. Just keep the mask on. <laughs> you know? Just keep it on. Just keep it on. It's actually better. It, uh, yeah, it actually is cooler i mean like cobra commander right oh yeah yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's yeah. almost like you're I'm it, like this. yeah you're emotionless you know you're almost like a mime or something yeah you yeah know? like you can you know f- really focus on your craft right and not have the uh, distractions of 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 having facial this is See? what i'm doing yeah i failed mime school it, it, like... and the people on the on the on the audio podcast are like what are you doing yeah I mean, exactly no here you go you guys got to watch us on twitch so we're a twitch tv uh, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly we go live every friday uh, we try and go live around 9 p.m usually uh, pacific standard time is when we uh, get going mm-hmm. so let's get to it with this week we got lots of things to talk about season four episode number eight this week of february 21st uh, we're going to be talking about rage against the machine announcing those rescheduled tour dates we'll talk about that coachella dropping all covid19 precautions for this year's festival uh, aerosmith celebrating 50th anniversary with a huge new publishing deal right. and dave grohl going to be releasing a thrash metal album next week based on his fictional band from his upcoming studio 666 movie so we'll watch a little bit of that video it's kind of funny uh so check it out of course rocknewsweekly.com subscribe if you like support the podcast what is he made of? Is he like pure I don't know. Crystal, he's pure crystal meth. I don't know. He, he's he's, just, he's the hardest working man in show business yeah. right now. Oh yeah. Pure energy. It's he's like this weird like creature just made of nothing but energy. I think and he's it, taken it out of David Crosby's uh cocaine book. Oh, there, oh, you, there go. you go. He's got that natural cocaine energy that's oh. just keeping him fueled. You know what it is? Fire's constantly burning. Do you know what it is? It's the movie Cocoon. All Is over it? again. It's Is David it? Crosby, and and aliens have come down, and he gets to go to this big elderly pool, and then you know he's in a cocoon for a night, and he comes out, and he's Dave Grohl. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's what's I've happening. Never our, seen. The movie I know our cocoon, audience got to be weird. old enough to see the movie Cocoon. You you guys have to be old enough to see the movie. I don't cocoon. know. I don't know, Charles. I don't think so. Oh Never man! Even I've if they were the movie cocoon. Cocoon. I I have seen bits and pieces of it. No. I, can't, I couldn't tell you the plot like that. I couldn't pick out a scene like that and tell you about cocoon. That's that's, that's bonkers. I don't know. We, I guess we got to have a cocoon watching party. Yeah. We're gonna have to watch cocoon. Okay. Okay. It sounds kind of creepy to be honest. Yeah. It's not, I it sounds like, like it's supposed to be lighthearted. It's like, Steve Gutenberg. It's supposed to be lighthearted and funny, right? Like but it's Brimley. It's got, also Diabetes. <laughs> it sounds just very cocoon. disturbing. Oh, it all ties together. 
David Crosby, David Grohl, Wilford Brimley. It's the three uh, the three degrees of separation yep. of, of David Crosby. You're going to love Cocoon, buddy. Oh, I don't think I want to watch Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, check it out. Anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe. You guys, we always have the link up in our podcast if you want to support us there. Twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's all the same, at rocknewsweekly. Uh, we're on nine different platforms. However you get your podcast, just search for us. All right, this week's uh, – uh, darn it, I forgot to put those up there. There was a couple albums that came out uh, this week, and unfortunately I did not put them on the prep. All right. So, hey, go find them uh, yourself. Uh, we can't do everything for you. Assholes. Yeah, you jerk. <laughs> yeah. Jerks. You jerk. Uh, all right, so tour news. Public service announcement. Rage Against Machine posted this on their Instagram. Still on tour with uh, Run the Jewels, and they're actually going to be doing some dates later this year in July. So they're still Yo. in Wisconsin, oh, nice. Chicago, mostly East Coast dates uh, later this year. Yeah, yeah. And then next year, uh, rescheduled for 2023, February 22nd, it kicks off in New Mexico. We go to Texas. We got um, two dates in Oakland. Oh, Mar- oh okay. March 3rd and March 5th. Oakland Arena. So those are going to be our dates there. All right. And then there's a couple. I think they, they're in Las Vegas, Oregon. Is other, there a little yeah, opening so. around October in 2023? I know, right? It could be. Wouldn't that be dope? That yeah, would be dope. Uh, that we're, we're speculating for Aftershock Festival, our festival here in California that usually that's the indicator. That's the best uh, festival area, or well, festival area, the festival lineup for our area. Oh yeah, uh, it's usually a good indicator of who's going to be on tour next year. And so, who knows? I mean, Rage Against the Machine could be there. They've never played Aftershock. I mean, it'd be amazing. And Run the Jewels has played Aftershock, mm-hmm. so that's you know that was amazing. That was you know a great show. So we'll yeah. see. We'll yeah. see. I'm actually surprised that they haven't played Aftershock. Rage. Rage. Yeah. Oh well, they haven't. Played. I know, right? They they canceled. Uh, like since COVID, they've canceled pretty much all of their. Oh yeah, they've been on like a streak. Yeah. Yep. Um, but so th- this is uh, good news though. It looks like July of this year they're going to be back to normal, and then next year for sure. Uh, so check that out. All, all right. right. This is a big uh, festival announcement. Not really rock Ooh. necessarily, but there's some rock sprinkled in here. Uh, the Beale Street Music Festival, which happen which is happening in Memphis later this year, April 29th through May 1st. Foo Whoa. Fighters, Van Foo Morrison. <laughs> What do you guys think of the lineup right away? Oh, well, first of all, 3-6 Mafia and Sarah McLaughlin right next to each other. It looks like Lil Wayne's (laughs) been hit by a car. (laughs) Yeah, look at that. So what do you you guys think of this crazy lineup? Weezer. Yeah, Foo Fighters. They're just nonstop. I think Weezer and Lil Wayne are going to combine their strengths and make Lil Weezy. Lil Weezy? (laughs) I like that. duo, Duo performance. Three little Weezy McLaughlin. Uh, the baby is there. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I can't wait to see the Three Six Mafia um, mashup where she's like, "In the arms it'll be, of it, an angel." It's actually like, come it's, on. It's actually going to be the baby <laughs> Counting Crows and Modest Mouse as the baby mm. Modest Crow Mouse. Oh, oh yeah, that's good. It's going to be a new super group that they haven't even talked about. Mm. And then Moneybag, yo. Da Baby Modest yeah. Crow Mouse. Modest I'm going to, um, yeah. so to all of our fans who are Counting Crows fans, um, I'm just going to say one thing. Huge about fan base, Crows. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm going to say this one thing, all right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think about Counting Crows. Do- <laughs> Dolly is pissed right now. Is she? She she likes a song or two from them. Oh yeah, yeah. So she's funny. yeah. I don't know. 
He tried saying that Mr. Jones was Indiana Jones, and that's <laughs> no. It was never Indiana Jones. Come on. He's singing about Indiana Jones. It, yeah, he tried to say that. He he actually tried no, to say that. No, he didn't. He did. He said it was he about Indiana didn't. Jones. Where'd they print that? I don't think they can't say that. Waka Flocka? Waka Flocka? Did you hear that from the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah. What, what is What's it? I love it there. Stone Boy. Waka Flocka Yeah, yeah. I know he's up with this. Strange, but I mean, this is in Memphis, so I mean, they're trying to, you know, to keep it, I guess, you know, diverse, diverse and yeah, and probably more of of the the popular artists in the area. I love it. I like the walk of flag. I go hard in the paint. Uh, <laughs> let's see, NLE Choppa. Yeah. Uh, those look like um, when the Island Boys finally get serious. That's only one guy. That's <laughs> just what. That's they, he's one dude. Oh, they just took two pictures of yeah, him. Okay. <laughs> All right, so check that out if you guys are in Memphis, uh, Tennessee area, uh, uh, April 29th through May 1st. That I got to admit that does look. Uh, aside from Counting Crows, that looks pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. that looks. We were awesome. just so talking nice, about diverse Dave lineup. Those are yeah. the kind of cool festivals you could see everything you want to see. Yeah. And, Walk around and have a good time. Pretty, so. pretty amazing. Yeah, check that out in Memphis. All right, Foo Fighters added 10 new stops <laughs> onto their North American tour date. And isn't that great with Dave Grohl looking yeah. like a... Like, a that's his true form. Yeah, that is his true form. That's how yeah. he actually is able to do all this stuff. He drinks the blood of, uh, I don't know, of what? Of goats, maybe? He does. Yeah, he does play a pretty amazing demon in um, Tenacious D's. Oh, Pick of Destiny. Uh, yep. That's right. Yep. And and in the music video for Tribute. Yeah, in the music video for Tribute. Yep, he so. does. And he's, yeah, he, it, it, that is his true form. <laughs> he has sold his, like, he has been to the crossroads. That's right. There's no way. That's a picture can, of him there. Yeah. There, yeah. There's no way he can come out with this much music. There's just no way. All right, so they got 10 new dates. Uh, looks like uh, mostly East Coast and Canada dates. And then we got one West Coast date October 7th, which could be an indicator. I don't know if they could be at Aftershock with that. Oh, that'd be awesome. Ooh. How cool would that be? So I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, and he's also planning to release that thrash metal album next week from a fictional group called Dream Widow. Have you guys heard about this? No. So, oh, only, only through the... Um, through the trailer that we watched for the movie. Yeah. I thought. So his his movie that's coming out, Studio 666, they stumble upon a band's recording in that studio where they're recording their music oh, there. Oh, okay. And it's from like 25 years ago. It's like some old tape they dusted off, and it's from a band called Dream Widow, and they put it in there. And it's like this thrash metal song, and it like unleashes the demon when they play it. Like it, like the demon comes out and haunts the studio or something like that. Oh. And so I actually have the track here uh, that we can hear. Nice. Uh, from this, so, I love it. So let's do this so you guys can all see and hear it as well. Put this there like that. Okay, so let's check this out. Here is Dave Grohl's fictional group, Dream Widow with March of the Insane. I can't play too much of this. It'll get DMCA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Check it out. She's covered in Korean barbecue sauce. <laughs> That's what that is. It's soy sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
right. So what do you guys think? That's actually like way better it's than catchy. I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually very good, right? It's like very yeah. like brutal legend like driving around, yeah. Oh, okay. I like it. All right, cool. So, yeah, it's actually yeah. dope. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. good, yeah. right? Rising so, and Ruinous Army. Yeah, it's, yeah, I it's like actually that. really good. We'll listen to the full song. Like uh, you that. guys can check it out for yourselves, but we don't want to get DMCA'd. But right, no. right, uh, right. That's good stuff from Dave Grohl. And so I, I just love his kind of commitment to this movie. Uh, you know, it's a pretty cheesy movie. We're looking at a lot of the stuff about it. It's pretty cheesy, right? But he's committed to this by creating a full album uh, of, of this fictional band from the movie Dream Widow. And he talked about it on Howard Stern this week, and he says uh, about it, he says, quote, I wind up finding this creepy basement. I go into the basement, find this tape by a band called Dream Widow from 25 years ago that recorded there. And there's this song that if recorded and completed, the fucking demon in the house is unleashed, and then whatever, all hell breaks loose. So now to co coincide with it, he's, doing, he's releasing this lost album from oh, this fictional all band. Right. Uh, he says, I work fast, but the deadline is gonna kill me. Yes, I'll get it out for the movie. By February 25th, there will be a Dream Widow record, uh, Grohl told Rolling Stone. Oh, okay. He says he's drawing inspiration from his days as an 80s thrash metal kid. Incited trouble, corrosion of conformity, and Caius's bands whose sounds he's emulating in this uh, group. Another track on the album, Lacrimus de Iberus, is a 13-minute metal epic composed of four or five different suites. All right. So it sounds... Cool. It's not just like he pumped out some BS for it. He actually put some thought into it, and it sounds like a really cool album. Oh, yeah, right? of course. Yeah, he wrote that 13-minute uh, metal epic in 13 minutes. <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, just like just, just right just off now. the top of his head. Just now. It yeah. just happened just now. Uh, so it's coming out February 25th. We gotta, I, I got to watch that, too. I mean, it, it's going to be cheesy, but I, it, it's going to be like almost like a Spinal Tap type of uh, yeah. kind of goofiness that you got to watch yeah. and, and check out for sure. Look who, look who the first guest appearance is. Lionel Hello. Richie. Yeah. Lionel Richie, Whitney Cummings, Jeff Garland, Will Forte, uh, directed by BJ McDonald. So there you oh, go. Coming I'm surprised out. Jack Black isn't in there. I know. I know, right? Should have yeah. got him in there. That would have been a cool like trade of cameos or something. Oh right? yeah, Black and KG. Yeah. The Who. Yeah, oh, the Who. H U. The Who. Ooh, we got to interview the Who. Yeah, these guys that are really awesome. cool, awesome dudes. Mongolian rock band. Um, they're they're setting out on a huge tour. It look at how big this tour is. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, so that was a great that was a great interview too. Oh, they're playing they're, Monterey. That was so much fun because because I was like. Who, 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 oh, yeah, and they everyone. just all kind of chanted. They it was all like started, the yeah. Coolest thing. Yeah, they're, they're playing. Awesome. So they're playing a cool little venue. We looked it up. It's like almost like the Merced Theater, the Mainzer. It's oh, cool. um, the Golden State Theater in Monterey on April 23rd. What? So yeah, they're why, gonna why, be there. Why can't we get the Who at the Merced Theater? Like we, I know we should be able because we have a, a, a supposed. Um, it's like a board of directors of like eight people that decide for each show that comes across there. Oh, you're kidding. And so eight people have to be like a, in agreement of the person that comes through there. I did not know that. Yeah, and they're all like different personalities, different ages, different people. Come and on, Merced. Like, yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty stupid. Like, I'm not Instead of having like a promoter Perry, we're not doing it. A promoter person that they actually trust that knows what they're doing, they got a group of eight people that are like, No, I don't like that or I don't know who that is or Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's why we don't get shows like that. That's so weird. They all have southern accents. <laughs> 
I don't, yeah. I don't know why nice. I put that in there, but <laughs> just that's the in my mind. That's what they do. Well, hold up now. Yeah. Hold up. There's no way that's, that we're not gonna play that here. Yeah. There's no way no Mongolian death metal is gonna come down yeah. to Merced, Mongolian California. throat metal. What? Yeah. Throat metal. What kind of metal is that? <laughs> All right. So check it out, Coachella. They're, the the who are gonna be at Coachella? H U. Not the actual. I love the who. They're suit. awesome. They're so fun to watch live. Oh, uh, yeah. They are really good live. Two babies. But so Coachella has dropped all their COVID-19 precautions that they were talking about earlier this year and last year. Uh, apparently, there's going to be no vaccination requirement, testing, or masking requirements at this year's festival. Weird. This is in contrast to the rules posted by organizers last fall, requiring attendees to uh, submit a negative test within 72 hours of the festival. So uh, apparently... Uh, they, people are saying that Kanye West was the one that kind of pressured them to drop this precaution, saying that he wouldn't perform. Oh. Uh, sources are saying that he threatened to pull out of the event if if this wasn't the case. Well, it's the first time he's ever pulled out. Uh. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, honestly, this actually is his threat to pull out was... He's threatening to pull out because he wants Billie Eilish to apologize mm. over some Pete Davidson drama. Mm. Oh, wow. That whole Pete Davidson. Right, right, mm. right. Like, uh, like, okay, so Kanye West. Kanye West had great music up until my, my Dark Twisted fantasy. And after that, it has just become total garbage. Like, it's just the worst. I'm, 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 I'm really kind of confused as to why he's... Um, headlining yeah who knows let's not go down the kanye rabbit hole um but regardless there this is an indicator of how festivals are going to be kind of handling stuff look at that the run the jewels is on there i know they're on the same date with uh joji and jid i saw that that's that's awesome that's awesome this is i mean coachella always has a great danny elfman on the that's pretty diverse incredible i i would just i you know oh denzel curry also on sunday oh and vince staples Yep, yep, Vince Staples, King Gizzard, and Lizard Wizard. Fat Boy um, Slim. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Coachella <laughs> yeah. looks pretty pretty dope. Looks uh, looks to be a, a good yep. one. So you're not going to have to yep. worry about too many precautions there. So we'll see how. It's always an indicator. I uh, love, oh, man, I love that um, the new 666 Mafia is playing the Swedish House Mafia. That's the Swedish that house. Not I, the same thing. Charles. I love that they have moved to Sweden and they. That's have like actually a, new a big. Style. That's a, this is a big deal. They, those guys, Swedish house mafia, apparently are like they're Ooh. they're really really big oh, around cool. the world, and uh, that, that's why they kind of put this as a, a thing down here. Oh, All right. dude, Brock Hampton. It's their first time in like ten years or something. Brock Hampton, Rich Brian, and Hot Chip. You remember? Hot oh, Chip? I love Hot Chip. Yeah. All oh yeah, Sunday, I love Hot Chip. Or yep. not Sunday, Saturday. That's dope. Yeah. Yep. So Coachella is always a good indicator of what's going to be happening in the festival world for the year. So we'll see how it works out for them. Cool. And, uh, you know, go from there, right? Oh, yeah. All right, so Rick, Rick Rubin. Rubin. Rick Rubin is going to be uh, prepping his first official book. Oop, dang it. Uh, what an I- that, that guy is an icon. He's either a cult leader or a wizard. Or both. <laughs> oh, man. Combination that of both, maybe. That, yeah, that guy's behind, like, every crazy, like rock rock or, or rap group i mean system of a down rick rubin's the dude who uh, um who helped uh system of down get through um ah you know the story where he said hey pick the book i don't no okay so um 
you remember the song uh, where Serge Tonkin's like, a Father, yeah. Father, Father, to your hands, I commend my spirit. Yeah. Um, in Rick Rubin, what, what happened was during that song, you guys can actually look this up. During that song, Serge Tonkin couldn't find the, the perfect bridge during that song. And Rick Rubin said, dude, just pick a book in my library at random and just open it up and pick something from out of there. Serge Tonkin picked up the Bible huh. out of all of his books and found that phrase and he inserted it in there. <laughs> and it's actually, this this is like a true story. It actually happened. Like uh, Rick Rubin actually was the one who actually said it. Oh, that's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So he's a very unconventional dude. He's uh, done a bunch of albums and uh, like you said, put together bands. You know, oh, there we go. Chili Peppers, oh, Beast Boys, Run, DMC, Limp yep. Cool J, Slayer, Slayer, Public Enemy. Oh, Audio Slave. I yep. mean, it, from Neil Diamond to Slayer, he's he's done it all. Oh yeah, Johnny yeah. Cash, Shakira, Donovan, Metallica, Joan Jett. Oh my God, yeah. Those those are just the big ones. Yeah. I mean, he's done a lot of, a lot of other stuff too that you'd be surprised. Uh, yeah. But so anyway, his first real book is going to be coming out. It's called The Creative Act: A Way of Being, and he says it won't be a traditional memoir, but a quote nonfiction work about creativity. I set out to write a book about what to do to make a great work of art. Instead, it revealed itself to be a book on how to be, end quote. So yeah. uh, we'll see what that all means. It's going to be coming out in early 2023. Oh, definitely a wizard. He uh, he also does that crazy guitar part in No Sleep Till Brooklyn. That's his. Oh, that uh, was that's him? That's uh, Carrie King. Uh, it's Carrie King from Slayer. Oh, is it? That does yeah, that? I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. so the, 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 the story with that one was is that uh, BC Boys were recording their album at the same time in the studio next door. Oh, that's right. And Rick Rubin was working on both albums, and they needed a killer guitar solo for that song. And Rick Rubin's like, I'm working on Slayer with their album, whatever it was at yeah. the time. And he's like, I'll get Kerry King to come in here and do the solo for you guys. And they're like, okay. And so Kerry King from Slayer is on that track playing it and rick rubin organized that whole thing yeah yeah you know because he was doing both albums at the same time yeah it just shows his diversity and his kind of musical oh, yeah you know like you know i'll get the guy from slayer to do the guitar solo on the beastie boys album oh yeah you know? yeah it's that kind of a, a thing so yeah all right so aerosmith check it out uh they they got a new licensing partnership deal it's huge uh they, they, there's no money um being discussed here because it's it's i'm sure a very large amount but their 50th anniversary uh is happening this year wow, the band 50th. which is kind of crazy 50 yeah. years right since 1973 that's crazy um so anyway so according to this licensing source.net universal music groups epic rights is now the band's global brand management agency and will develop an all-new multi-category worldwide retail program for the legendary rock band. So we're probably gonna be seeing like "Walk This Way" with the Hurricane Walker or something, oh, or yeah. like uh, you know, "Love in an Elevator" for the new Elevator Company. I, I have no idea. I don't <laughs> know. Elevator company. I, I have no idea what they're gonna do, but the new Elevator Company. Oh yeah. Be the brand new Elevator Company, Tesla Elevators. Yeah. With be Aerosmith's careful. love in an elevator. <laughs> uh, so who Dude knows? looks like a lady. But it's a big deal for them. Uh, they're going to be doing their 50th anniversary hometown show on September 8th later this year at Boston's Fenway Park. They're from Boston, so it's going to be a big show for them. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and they're reissuing a bunch of their albums here. 
1977's Draw the Line, 40th Anniversary of Rock in a Hard Place. There's a yeah. bunch of them here, so they're going through their whole deal right now. So Aerosmith kind of having their little moment for their 50th anniversary. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. check it out if you guys are a fan. Lots of stuff happening for them. I saw them live in 2003. Yeah, in San Jose. Yeah, I saw them in Fresno. It was yeah. around 2006, 2007. Yeah, yeah. a couple yeah. years after that. And uh, yeah, it was it was a good show. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. But, they definitely put on a good show. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Are they the guys? Great front man. Whose lead singer gets real close to everybody? Like oh, yeah. within kissing distance. Oh okay, yeah. I'm just yeah. making sure that's them. The yeah, the yeah, guitarist, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've they've always got it when they're when they're when they're playing with each other. They've always got to like put their heads like this close. Yeah, it has to be like right, yeah. like almost lip to lip. <laughs> it's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. All right, we got some rock birthdays to celebrate this week. Charles, go for it. Oh my gosh. Look at this guy. Mick Avery. Yep. Former drummer of the Kink, 78. That is not disputed. And wait, wait, go back up to that guy because he looks really good for 78. I was going to say, yeah, look at that. He yeah. looks great for yeah. 78. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly the most modern oh, okay. shot of him, but I mean, yeah. this is him in his later years. Yeah, right? ni- nicely done, Mick Avery. Yep, former drummer good of job, the Kinks. Mick. All right. Yep. Who do we got next? Uh, John Halliwell. Halliwell. Sax player, super trump. Looking at, he's 77. like got the jacket from uh, Blade oh. or something. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah he's, he's, that's he's, a Vampire Hunter. Yeah, he's, he is straight out of Vampire Hunter D, man. That, that, yeah. that saxophone yeah. is actually made out of silver and it, and it can pierce the heart of a vampire. That's what him. it is. That's yeah. what it is. That you little know, mouthpiece yeah. on the top, pure silver, just poke it right into the I, chest and, of the vampire. And even his name, Heliwell. Like, Heliwell, that's like, like that's a vampire hunter's so, name. So, like, what happened was 400 years ago, he right. was fighting vampires, and and at some point or another, he, like, uh, defeated a vampire, <laughs> and the vampire, when he died, he, he, like, fell back into, like, his music collection, and a saxophone fell out. Wow. And, and is that John, the story? John Heliwell, with his, that's the same jacket. Is he it? reached over and he grabbed that saxophone and he started messing around with it and to this day he just yep. So he's not seventy seven, he's actually seven hundred and seventy seven years old. Right. I actually yeah. heard that every saxophone solo he plays is a demonic uh scale that, oh, yeah. that awakens the vampires oh, yeah. in the in the vicinity oh. that can hear it. Okay, yep. so he hunts them for sport then. Right. He awakens yeah. them and then after the show he goes out and kills them. Yep. And he's, he's in like, his vampire yep. gear, he's ready to go. Yes, yes, dance, vampires, dance. Yeah. And then he goes and kills them. I love it. John Helliwell, happy birthday. Yeah. Um, right. Sax player birthday, slash John. vampire hunter. Uh, Peter Willis, Peter original what? guitarist of Def Leppard. Yeah, there's pictures of him throughout the years, here. I guess, here. This is the most recent one. Uh, Man, the one on the far right really is like fun. a woman. That's <laughs> yeah, him, I guess. It's at him a very young age. Yeah. Well, he is 62 and years old, and you later. can't see it from the picture, but he is missing one leg. It's actually only two fingers on that hand. There's only two fingers on yep, that he's hand. He's just got two fingers and he just yep. plays like this. Oh. Yep. Can't even. T- no, it's actually not true. Yep. And he's missing one leg. It In fact, every member of, of the band of Def Leppard is missing one <laughs> Missing appendage. appendage. Yeah, <laughs> missing one, one appendage per That's person. Right. That's right. Yeah. Billy Joe Armstrong, who just lost his classic car. It, it got it recovered. It got it recovered, but got missing it recovered. a bunch of amps yeah, and guitars. Yeah. Like, who the hell leaves that in your car? They just, yeah, I don't know. With the keys in the car. Come know. on, Billy Joel. Uh, punk rock guitarist, uh, punk rock singer guitarist of Green Day. He's he 50. 50 years old. The big 50. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I can't say, I can't say, um, 
honestly that he looks good for 50 because I think that's an old pitcher. <laughs> Probably. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an old pitcher. Yep. Oh, Ricky Medlock. Oh, that is the a, most metal name. That's not. A, yeah, that's not a fake name at all. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But it's he's not metal. He's the singer guitarist of Leonard Skinner and Blackfoot. Um, he's 72 and he is still drinking cores on his porch, baby. <laughs> He is still drinking cores in his porch and giving tell. himself I'm tattoos with needles and India ink. <laughs> the facial expressions. <laughs> Every day. Yoko yeah. Ono, oh, widow no. of ex-Beatle John Lennon. She is 88 and she is still going wrong and or going strong and she is still, <laughs> still awkward. Going wrong. She going is still wrong awkward. Is... She's going wrong, going strong, still awkward as all <laughs> shit. She is super awkward. Uh, Dennis DeYoung. Uh, Dennis DeYoung is looking like he looks kind of crazy. He's looking right? like he sees. What do you like guys? A... If if you wouldn't think, if, if you wouldn't think, <laughs> what is he looking at? If you didn't know this was a uh, <laughs> singer for your sticks, what profession would this guy be? A no, crypt let's, keeper. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Like a mortician. Let's play a game. What is he looking at? <laughs> So what is he? What is he looking at right now? With his sinister look in his eyes. Okay, so I'm gonna guess. He's looking at. He's. I think he's looking at someone standing up and having a good time, and he's he's disgusted by them. I'm gonna. You sir, better sit the hell down. So that's Chris's guess. Lalo, what's your guess? What he's looking at? Yeah. Oh, I might have to go with the same one. I think he's just casting like silent judgment on just like a couple having a good time. Okay, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna guess that he's looking at a mermaid that just farted. <laughs> wow, that's that's what I'm gonna guess. Okay, now 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 we're gonna guess if <laughs> this man wasn't the ex lead singer of Sticks, what other job would he be doing? Oh, he is definitely the devil's henchman, <laughs> like an immortal like crypt keeper type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. App, no, no. I, doubt yeah, about like it. A, I was gonna say a coffin yeah. salesman. Yeah, like he would sell you a coffin. Yep. You know, be like, a coffin this, is, <laughs> this, this is the finest coffin here. We have personal yeah. etching on this for you and. This is the this is the kind of guy that hides his card in a scarf, <laughs> and he like removes his scarf and pulls his card out and gives it to you, and the, and the card is hidden in the scarf. He looks like uh, he could play the Green Goblin like on a same. He could. Level. Oh yeah. He probably world, really yeah. is the Green Goblin. He, that's yeah. he looks like that's he, the he, that's the thing. He, he looks Defoe like he forgot Jason's where he was at just that moment. Yeah. Just that moment, he Excuse me, everyone. Can you tell me where I'm at right now? <laughs> that's actually what he's saying on this. Pardon me, but so, pardon me. all right, look at Tony Iommi. Woo! Ah, uh, yeah. I, okay, Definitely so I love. Him. I can't. I can't even make fun of Tony. No, he's Iommi. he's a legend. He's, he's wonderful. He's beat cancer. Yep. He's he's pretty bad. Yeah, he's yeah. tremendous. Yep. Seventy-three. Yeah. Hey. Happy birthday. Hey, what's up? Steve Knight. Steve Knight. Steve Knight. Oh, it's it's Steve whatever it is. <laughs> it, I mean, it's pronounced spelled wrong. Where it all depends on what state he's in. Because it sounds like a state name. Yeah. Steve Knight. Uh, he's keyboardist. Elvis Costello and the Attractions. Elvis Costello and the Apostors. There's two different. Which ones. are two different bands that fight each other every full moon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, he's 63, baby. Yeah. That's how he says it right there. Yeah. Hey, yeah. baby. I'm 63. I'm 63, baby. Yeah. Has anybody got any uh, jelly and some maybe some cocaine? Uh, Robbie Bachman, drummer, Bachman Turner Overdrive. All right. Yep. It was hard to find a picture of this guy. Yeah. In his later years, apparently he's like yep. kind of like a hermit or something. Yeah. Well, yep, I like it. You I remember like it. the he's movie? 68. Not disputed. 
You remember Howl's Moving Castle, right? Oh, yeah. You remember how she turns all... That's kind of... Oh, yeah. That's that's what I can best adjust. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Not in, like, a bad way. Just in, like, yeah. the most basic of facial features. Okay, Sorry. guys. We got some trivia for you this week. Oof. This week in 1971, this band kicks off a six-show run at the Capitol Theater in Portchester, New York. During the show, the audience is asked to participate in an experiment on extrasensory perception, ESP. The mm. drummer takes leave of absence from the band after the first show to deal with personal issues related to his father's apparent theft of over $150,000 from the group while he managed them. Ooh. So what group was Ooh. this? Was this A, The Grateful Dead, B, Jefferson Airplane, C, The Doors, or D, David Crosby and the Hookah of Free Base Cocaine? Mm. Oh, that's hard. That was a little-known group that he did at the time. It was kind oh, of an experimental. Yeah. Apparently, they would just have a hookah up on the stage. Yeah. He would light it up, and he'd just sit there and smoke on it for about 20 minutes. Yeah. The crowd would start to get agitated. And he just smashed the hookah and leave. Oh yeah. And they would, they everybody would. What was that? I want a refund. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, there's no music. Yeah. Fun and fact. That that's how I was born. <laughs> how how was that? Oh, did you the, come out of a show. Sma- you came out of a smashed hookah? I was at the show. I was at the <laughs> oh, show. Oh, you were at the show. Yeah, I was at the you show. You were conceived at the show. That's all. No, I wasn't conceived. I was actually. You were um, born at the show. Born at the show. Oh yeah. wow. Born at the show. No yep. kidding. Yeah, so 1971, um, I am going to go with David Crosby and the hookah of free base cocaine. Okay. Because well, I you still, were born there. Because I was born there. At the, and at I, the show. Yeah, and I still have this wonderful birthmark on my back from that moment. No kidding. Uh, and it's a giant Wilford Brimley-esque <sighs> mustache right on my Branded back. Branded on your just, back. Yep, and it's got like cocaine-crusted I think his mustache tips. was so hot from smoking on the, yep. uh, the hookah. And then he just branded it on your your <laughs> Some, child's skin, yeah. your bare child body as, welcome to the world. I know, yeah. Welcome uh, to the concert here. Well, yeah, and it seems magical, but in reality, like, it seems my, disturbing. Yeah, like doesn't my, seem magical yeah, at all. Yeah, I was yeah, just no. a baby on stage that he burned. <laughs> he branded That's you? It. He branded it sounds pretty horrible. A baby on stage. Yep, like sounds, a ritual. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm going with D, and okay. if it wasn't D, I would say B. Okay, Jefferson Airplane, Airplane maybe. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, Lala, what do you think? Okay, I like. I keep reading over this one, and it's just like it's so bizarre, and like takes so many turns that I genuinely can't like make this into an elaborate it, like David Crosby joke. I'm yeah. trying my best. It's a spider web. Doesn't work yeah. every time, right? <laughs> okay, because it's not a marijuana related incident, I can't go with Grateful Dead. I'm going to go with Jefferson Airplane. All right. Okay, Jefferson Airplane. Mm -hmm. Well, what do we got here? Oh, it's the Grateful Dead once again. Yes. And apparently Mickey Hart had to take leave of absence from the band because his dad, Mickey Hart's dad, was the manager of the Grateful Dead for a number of years and apparently siphoned $150,000 from the group while he managed them. And Mickey Hart didn't return until 1976, so he took about five years off to deal with some personal issues and all that stuff that happened with his father. Wow. Wouldn't that be crazy? I mean, your dad, you trust him, your own dad. You're like, yeah, I can manage the band for you and... And that he happened. ends up stealing that money on the side kind of thing, and they find out about it. And Look at Britney Spears' dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, uh-huh. right? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, man. Yep. 
All right, some uh, news from around the world. Uh, the the mega drought. This is crazy. Have you guys heard about this? It's the driest it's been in 1,200 years. Wow. In over a thousand years, a new study that the mega drought that's happening right now in the western U.S. got so much worse last year that's the driest in at least 1,200 years. Uh, it says it's a 22-year mega drought that's still continuing is now worse than previous record holder from the late 1500s yeah. and oh, shows wow. no sign of getting better in the near future. So this research led by UCLA calculated that 42% of the mega drought can be attributed to human-caused climate change. Well, you know, uh, that's uh, probably a no-brainer uh, yeah, when, you, when you think crazy. about it. Yeah, but it's just kind of crazy when they start, uh, you know, breaking it down like that. That it's the driest it's been in twelve hundred years. Oh yeah, that's not since fifteen hundred. Yeah, you know, A.D. or whatever. Oh. Yeah, that's bananas. Pretty wild, huh? Yeah. You know what else is bananas? What do you see right there in that apple? Oh. I see the face of like, yeah, seventies so rocker. It is a face of someone. Who do you think? Is in that apple core, guys. Well, he's got uh, bangs. I'll give you a hint. Oh, that's that's bangs. Steve Perry from Journey. It is. Well, okay, that's a good guess. But yep. it's not. Oh, this this person has a mustache. They were in a very prominent rock and roll band in the 70s, 60s. Is it David Crosby? It is not David Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, it looks like Steve Perry. It does. I was gonna like, say, yeah. When was Aerosmith? Like like, when you well, said mustache, that's what I thought. Journey. Okay, and I'll give you another hint. Well, it looks like Steve Perry. Oh, the apple actually is part of one of the albums of this band. Oh, okay. That's another hint. Wait. Wait. Um, let's see. I I don't get it. Nothing. Who, nothing. Yeah, nothing. George Harrison. No what? way. From the Beatles. Yeah. A Beatles fan found this out. Mark Thorne, age 42. He had a lifelong obsession with the Beatles, so he that was very surprised. Thumbnail. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Why is it so long? When his wife bit... Well, that's actually his wife's thumbnail. Oh. oh. Because uh, it's his wife's thumbnail when his wife bit into her lunchtime apple and spotted the face of George Harrison in the core... Thorne is planning to open a record store in Edinburgh, in England, and hopes that the find is a good omen for his business. No word on what he plans to do with the apple. Huh. Eat it. That's definitely a like a person's face in there, though. Yeah. It does look like it. That's weird. It is a weird yep. apple seed. That's a it weird looks way like it's like to reflecting off of like a tiny spoon. You know yeah. what? That's a weird way to reincarnate. I know. I know. Just as right? like yeah. an apple core. Yeah. Yep. Crazy, huh? It seems like hell. Okay, so before I get into actually what the dirtiest areas of a plane are, oh. I want to hear what your guys' guess is. Um, so if you had to choose one specific either item or area of the plane mm -hmm. that is the dirtiest in the plane, what do you think it would be? Oh. Uh, the seat. Okay, uh, the seat, just the airplane seat. Just the airplane what seat. What you're sitting on, yeah, okay? Yeah, people farting on it. Lala, what do you think? I was okay. I was gonna come kind of close to that. I was gonna say like underneath the seat, kind of, because I feel like that's where most of like the airplane. I food, like where like, people put stuff. Yeah, yeah like, like boogers, like, crumbs, boogers, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's a good. Uh, that's a good guess. You're both wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> both totally wrong, but it's still a good, valiant effort. All right. And it's not the bathroom. Oh, I didn't think it was gonna be. Well, it's the uh, little seat back tray. 
the the little fold down tray on the back of a seat. No, oh, I can see that. And that little yeah. tray that folds down that you eat your food and stuff. Yeah, on I there. never use that tray. Oh, okay. I so, don't ever use that tray. A flight attendant tells some horror stories about it, saying, "Quote: You may think that people only place drinks or food on that seat back tray, but the person before you could have slept on it, used to change a baby's diaper. I've seen people put their bare feet on top of tray tables, and they found that the seat back tray tables contained an average of two thousand one hundred and fifty five colony forming units yeah. per square inch Ooh. and researchers said this as a result you should try and eliminate any contact on that thing oh yeah uh, or course. disinfect it right they, and they yeah. say that the cleaning crew only has a limited amount of time to do their work so they focus on the bathroom better right oh, they yeah. know the bathroom's bad so they focus on that but those seat back trays they don't have time to pop each one down clean it pop it back up oh yeah right? that makes right. sense yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's one of the gross things uh, on a plane. That is brutal. But um, hey, so I know you wanted to mention something at the end of the episode here. We've come are, to the end, Charles. So are we at the end of the episode? We are at the end of the episode for oh, the week. Okay, so I didn't get permission from the family, and maybe I will next week. And if I do next week, then I'm definitely going <laughs> to mention his name. But I, but this past Wednesday, a good friend of mine, who I've known for about 23 years lost his battle with depression this dude was an incredible musician he was the nicest guy in the entire world he was the coolest coolest person um and i just want to give a little shout out here for our fans um that there is a hotline it's a national suicide prevention hotline and the number is 800-273-8255 and that's 800-273-8255 8255 and this is like crazy important because you know you can call that number or if you're somebody who knows somebody who's suffering from depression you can reach out to them and just say hey how are you doing yeah just like how are you in. feeling yeah exactly it's some one of the things that i was mentioning to his sister um the other day was you know i was like hey i was just uh, we were just talking like just the other day but it was but when i looked at my phone it was it was these conversations that we were having in october and to me it was right, like the other just, day right but it turned out to be like three months ago and i and and it was one of those things where i was thinking you know what like i think i think uh, somebody who you know who's suffering from depression just be nice if you just like dropped a line yeah and said hello very good you no know, yeah so yeah, I, a very good point yeah i think it's important uh i think also it's important to note um, this. Um, this actually is the second friend that I've lost to suicide in the past two months. Man. So I think that it's important to note that guys, guys, these are guys, right? These were like some of the the, the two of the happiest, most go lucky, um, coolest, most down to earth, jokey, just awesome people I've ever known. You have to like know that we have this machismo. We have this kind of guyish nature. We're always trying to like be like the life of the right. party, always trying to be the fun people and stuff like that. But sometimes you never know, right? So just so just uh, uh, just ask people genuinely, how are you doing, and let them vent to you for a little while. Just try to help, and I think um, I think it should be pretty cool. So just shout out to to him, and if next week if I get permission, I'll mention his name. Um, yeah. so that we can kind of float him out to the cosmos and get him some credit for the universe because this dude truly was an amazing person and an amazing musician 
Uh, he was he was incredible. Hey, maybe if you could find uh, some stuff that he recorded or something, you could play it. Uh, yeah, next yeah. week, you know, and we can do a little tribute that way. Oh, too. he was incredible. He was incredible. Have it recorded so, forever, you know. Yep. So, uh, so yeah. So we'll yeah next week if I get permission from his family, I'll let you guys know, and then we'll do that. You know, that sounds great. But just anyway, if you if you guys know anybody suffering from depression, just give them a little shout out. Give very very up. good point. Um, Thank you, Charles, for sharing that. Yeah, no worries. All right, that does it for us this week, guys. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff, at Rock News Weekly, everything at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us when we go live, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel for our videos and weekly promos, all that good stuff. And, of course, if you enjoyed our episode, please rate our podcast in the Apple and Google stores. Whatever you feel is necessary, it does help our algorithm and uh, reach for other people. So we appreciate it, guys. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time, all right? Peace. Peace.